Welcome to Bursting the Bubble with Tasha and Orlin. This is Orlin, and today we'll be doing the second part of our dating segment at Barry. And today we have three very special guests. We have Thomas, Evan, and David. Uh, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Um, yeah, so since Evan didn't want to go first. <laughs> All right, my name is Thomas, and I'm a senior here. I'm a finance major, and I'm in Windshape. So Windshape is kind of a Christian community on Mountain Campus here at Barry, and like... I like lived together all four years and learned the story of God and learned how to share it uh, uh, with people. Yeah, my name is Evan. I am a senior elementary education major. Um, this is my first time being on a podcast. I'm really excited to share some thoughts with you guys. Yeah, and I'm David Galloway. I'm a senior economics major, math- mathematics minor. Uh, I'm a part of a couple seniority organizations and uh, the football team. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started, guys. Thank you guys for coming. So, um, if you guys do not mind, would you guys like to talk about your sexual orientation? Definitely. Yeah, okay. I'll go first, I guess, because you looked at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I identify as queer. Awesome. Um, I'm straight. And I'm straight as well. And for those who do not know me, I am bi. Um, but yeah, that's a whole different tangent for those who don't know, but you know, I'm pretty sure you guys are okay. Um, okay, so um, let's go ahead and how would you describe the dating culture at Barry? David, would you like to go first? Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a little weird, <laughs> okay, per se, because like, um, first, whenever you get to Barry, there's always, everybody uh, is always in their relationship with their high school girlfriend, a sweetheart, whatever, and that mm-hmm. always ends. And then you yeah. always go and search for your very high school or co- well, college <laughs> sweetheart or whatever. Uh, but I, I necessarily didn't go about that approach. Uh, to me, like, the whole entire culture, it's like everybody's trying to, like, get into these relationships and then post all these pictures on Instagram and Twitter and then like show how happy they are and it's it's just I I don't know I just it's it's not real to me oh yeah little high schoolish maybe yeah 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 it feels like it feels like we haven't changed in the eight years from high school like beginning of high school to the end of college like okay David let me ask you what do you feel about the term um Ring by spring. I know we kind of like talked about it a little bit. Um, do you have you? Did you? Ring? Oh no, I'm I'm well aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't necessarily understand. Okay. Ring by spring, because you are beginning your life mm-hmm. after Definitely. college. Yeah. Like. And these are these people are making these huge commitment decisions off of being in a confined space with somebody where you could just always be around each other. Like you, you guys don't know how to operate independently, and that's that's kind of what I see with issues with these ring by spring type relationships. Is that these people get into these uh, relationships and they become so interdependent on each other mm-hmm. because they're so always so close. Mm-hmm. Because like we're on college campuses, we're on dorms. You like you can always walk to your girlfriend's place, but like, and like you're always around each other. You're always doing homework together. You're always taking the same classes and all that type of stuff. Right. But it's when you like 
you lose your independency when you when you have those ring by spring type situations. And so they don't know how to operate in the real world because you have to be independent while being in a partnership with somebody. Oof. Like that's how it's supposed to work. Thomas Preach. is like he's preaching. Preach. He's preaching. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, <laughs> people don't know who they are as an individual. Right. Because you've either like grown up with the support of your parents and then if you're doing ring mug spring, you're like Moving from like your parents' wing to your spouse's wing, yeah, mm. it's like you don't have time to like figure out who you are and like how you live your life by yourself because you're in this new space with someone else. Like right. you have to live your life with someone else and like what they need from you. Right. And the thing is, it's worth mentioning that when we talk about this um, this idea of like your parents' wing, um, this is from seeing, I guess. Uh, the average person, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are some situations where it's like a little bit more, I guess, Definitely. you know, understandable. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, overall in general, I think like that's something. Now, one interesting thing that you guys brought up is like you guys are talking about, you know, thinking about um, your future, thinking about debt, thinking about finding mm-hmm. yourself. Do you guys think yeah. like these are just kind of conversations that, um, because it seems like this is more commonly thought when you're a BIPOC student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I cannot yeah. tell you the amount of times, yeah. like, um, when I talk to m- most of BPOC students, you know, they're like, oh, no, you're going to miss me with that ring by spring stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so do you guys think that this is a phenomenon, like, where, where it's like um, being, a B- being part of a BAPOC community does have an impact? I actually have a story. Okay. Um, so I was a, BP- a BCC mentor. Uh, last semester and we were talking about racial identity and inclusion and uh, one of the questions I asked is do you ever have to change your behavior because of your skin tone and three-fourths of the class looked at me and only the people of color raised their hand Mm. and the reason why I'm saying all this is that wait what was your question again (laughs) <laughs> you're good, you're good, you're good. I no, that's what you're no, no, good, good. The, um, I talked about, like, do you think that the, the kind of, like, missed me with the ring by spraying? Oh. Being BIPOC the community, I mean, being part yeah. of the BIC, BIPOC community um, helps uh, helps with that. Yeah, okay, yeah, back to my, and now I knew where I was going. Okay, go ahead. Um, so when I, when I proposed that question, I thought that, like, I, I didn't think that I knew what color the people of color would raise their hand in my class, and I thought a two or three people of just just normal people would just raise raise their hand too. Uh, but I was shocked to see that only people of color raised their hand, mm. and so what it really showed me is that the people of color have to think about things that the people of the majority don't. Right. Definitely, yeah. And that leads to us making different decisions, especially what you see by the ring by spring type stuff. Because, like, people are, we, we, our lives are fundamentally different. We have to worry about things that just, like, people of the majority don't. Yeah, And so it, it, it leads us to think about things that people of the majority don't. Yeah. And, that's the reason why you'll you'll see like you'll see more of a correlation with that. So I guess, and this is a good kind of segue to talk about um, Ber- the the berry bubble. The very bubble, right? Because when we talk about, um, we have to consider things. I mean, mm-hmm. because we, I, uh, you know, we're BIPOC students, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody on this table, it's 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 black, and I, well, yeah. 
you guys are back. <laughs> when you said it, I'm like, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not Afro, I'm not Afro Latino. I'm not, I'm not. Afro Latino. Hey, I was gonna knock you. But what I, what I was trying to say is like we're all BIPOC students. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Gotta correct myself. Not trying to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so we do have to worry about things. And so I guess how does the berry bubble shape that for you? And when it actually comes to dating, because I mean, you know, we there's certain things that we look forward to when we're dating. Um, but well, to start off, what is the berry bubble to you, um, David? Berry bubble to me. Um because so the demographics of Rome and the demographics of Bear are quite different. And the types of people that are at Bear and the types of people that are at Rome and just the surrounding area are, are quite different. So, like, when you go into, like, a major state university, uh, like, town, like, it's, it's vastly more different because there are people that are of the same age and responsibility level and have the same interests as you outside of college as opposed to in college as well but rome is fundamentally different because only old people live in rome <laughs> only old people and doctors so right not old people it's okay. one of the like top 10 it's retirement communities like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really? the reason why they built the spires. yeah you know that, yeah, that is what it is yeah like yeah. in this that's country crazy. that's a dip in the country yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely why? look at you look at you knowing <laughs> economics so wide like wow it's very um, fitting yeah no, but absolutely. So, so the demographics here. So let's put it this way: it sucks not being able to date a berry, but it also sucks that you're not gonna be able to look outside because yep. your options are limited. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, how has your dating experience been? Um, it has been really terrible until like mm, January. Oh, my man, my man. Oh, wow. <laughs> him up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so are you in a relationship now? Is that what this, what this is? Yeah, uh, we just, just got one to one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, pretty great. Uh, so how has, you talked about um, that has been terrible. Could you kind of expound on that if you feel comfortable? I just, so, hmm, okay, I don't know how much I want to expose people right now. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, I'll take all the way, but... <laughs> You don't have to give names, right? But yeah, this okay, should be yeah. a place where you, I feel like it will be good for you to vent because what, what, what essentially what we want to do is for people to kind of like understand that our experiences are different than most, mm -hmm. but also for people who are listening that might be in the same boat as you are. Okay, well, if we're going to go all the way, I have talked to or we, I have almost dated or talked to uh, two people at Barry whose parents would not even not even sit in the same room as me. Mm -hmm. So, like, like, one's parents was, like, was slowly working towards it, but, and one, another's parents, the dad was not about it at all, but the mom would give it the time of day. And it just puts your relationship in a really, really uh, huge bind because you're like, all right, cool. Your parents are not allowing me to be with you. Mm. So I'm, it's it's instantly putting this woman in a position of, to where she has to choose between a dude that she might potentially like and her whole entire family. And it always just 
kills it because like who am I to who am I to say that yo you should disrespect or go against your father and actually date me and just you know give him the two birds like no <laughs> right. like right that's your that's your father like right. like you can't I can't sit here and say like no you shouldn't do that but it also puts me in a really tough situation because like I know that we would be fine but because mm-hmm. of this road barrier that's just out of my control and out of her control like it's just a just a killer of relationships at the end of the day. Well, and to clarify, is this because of your race? Yes. Yes. yes okay, okay, okay. No, I just want to make sure I clarify because, like, I, I, wa- I want the audio, people who are listening to understand the yeah. degree of I this, forget right? this is the podcast. Like, yeah. yeah. see us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, right. See, right. Within, right. within each other, like, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, because with us, it's like we see it in our eyes. Mm-hmm. We see it yeah. in our tone. We see it in each other. We, yeah. we there, there is this type of vibe that we got, right? Mm-hmm. But for those people who are listening, they don't know that David is dark skin. Right. Right. They don't know that that's, that's an issue. So, um, uh, you know, David, I don't want to pick on your on your trauma here or anything. Um but I'm over it now. I'm 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 happy. I'm happy now. now, but I'm pretty sure that during that time you were not. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. So I mean, how were you able to navigate such a because for people who do not understand the the, the, the degree of of pain that somebody could feel based because like David said, I mean, hearing him say like it was out of my control, it was mm-hmm. out of her control. Yeah. Like it's not about David being like you know, just a terrible person, right? No, it's, and <laughs> I would love to have shown them that I wasn't a da- mm. terrible person, but I didn't get the opportunity, and that's all I wanted—just just an opportunity. And then I sit here and I go, "Well, why am I not good enough for your daughter? Like, why am I? Why are you not even giving me the time of day? Like, mm. like I understand I look differently from you, and that my skin tone might cause." problems for her and for your family in the future with relatives and all that type of stuff but like I can't control that like I can't do anything about that mm-hmm. and I don't and it hurts to, be, to see that my skin tone something I'm proud of something I'm proud to be an African American in America like I'm proud to be that is so demoralizing and, and is a negative to you like, it's just frustrating it is yeah. frustrating it is. and so you know we were talking also about how um a lot of times when we're picking our dating life right or like being on dating there's certain things that we think about and one of the things that you know for example myself i, I considerably ponder around when i'm you know when talking to somebody is i don't want to talk to somebody and then they hit me with like black lives don't matter mm-hmm. or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right or um or hit me with something that it's I don't, because but what people don't really understand, I'm going a little tangent here, it's just like the idea that like, Black Lives Matter, um, it shouldn't be politicized in a way where it's like le- left or right because it's not. It's not a left or right thing. Right. It's literally something that's saying that black people deserve the same um, experience, the same dignity, the same, you know, mm-hmm. um, respect, the same um, the same everything yeah. as everybody else, mm-hmm. as, as white Americans, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand why somebody would sit here and kind of like, try to refute that right because at, the, at, at its core that's what it is mm-hmm. right anything else anything abbreviation of it then that's your bias trying to twist it and turn it into exactly. you know weaponizing it right mm-hmm. so um after i mean now you're dating but after your experiences were you worried about what well, i mean you know what, what was it did you, were you more cautious about um i didn't move different i just moved slower mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um 
I don't know. I, I completely agree with what you were saying with the whole Black Lives Matter thing because it's like you're looking for someone with a mindset because if you can't accept that, you're it's, it's an issue of a mindset, not an issue of a, a difference in political beliefs, which I completely think is fine in a relationship. It's just when, it's, when it comes to the thing of a mindset. But yeah, no, I, I didn't move... I didn't like change the way or who I approached when it comes to dating. I just changed how I went about it, mm. and I and and I had to make sure like I had to now I have to ask, hey, are your parents cool? Yeah. If you date me, which I necessarily didn't think would be an issue, but time and time again, it keeps on arising in my life when I date white women, but. Um, that's not currently happening at the moment, but yeah. I mean, like, and I, I chuckled when you said, like, I laughed at it, but it's sad to, like, hear that and to realize, like, that is probably the majority of the college population. Like, that's a belief that underlines Berry College that we don't talk about a lot of times. Right, 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 right. right. The idea, the absolute, and, and you know, uh, one thing that really concerned me, going back to the idea, like, it's the fetishization of black men yes. mm-hmm. um, not only the fetishization of black men but also like you know you can't in good with a kind with a good heart sit here and not advocate for black lives matter but yet trying to go after black <laughs> dating black people mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it just, it yeah, just yeah. doesn't crazy how that works right <laughs> you always surprise and you know kind of right. hearing hearing David's story and no by the way thank you for sharing and you know yeah, you. Um, being vulnerable with that because I mean dealing with that type of thing it does kind of scar you right because it's like um you can't i mean i don't think you can be the same right like afterwards mm-hmm. like you said it, it did you 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 didn't change but you slow down right and so a lot of times i feel like we're always constantly reminded mm-hmm. of our limitations mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> constantly reminded of our limitations um and so that 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 was just wow um i i, I really don't even have words but um, I'm glad that you're happy now, <laughs> right? I'm glad that you're happy now, and I'm glad that you found um, somebody who is uh, worthy of your attention mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, um, we try our best to accommodate other people's mm-hmm. feelings before accommodating ours, and that, that, that sucks. Um, so so you, did, you did talk about your experience about dating a bit. Do you think with if there was more diversity and inclusion, your dating experience would be different? Oh, absolutely. Okay. This beautiful thing happens with diversity. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to lie. But I, I think it, I saw it in your eyes. I see it in your eyes what you're going to say. I'm sorry, but keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, when more people have more interactions with people that don't look like each other, they tend to start to understand, like, their viewpoints and their perspectives a lot better. And so, like, for example, if... If if your kid who lives in a rich white neighborhood goes to a rich white private school all K through twelve and then goes to a rich white school, you're not gonna have any interactions with any minorities. You're just not, because like they're not present, and that's no fault to your parents or to to like. I'm like, your, your parents should expose you, right? Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, your parents yeah. should. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I, it's not their fault. 
but then they have to go through lives with no interactions with minorities and they only have to rely on what they see on the news. I think, though, at some point, people have to become responsible for themselves. Of course. You have to say, like, you have to analyze your relationships you have and say that I'm not doing enough and you have to be able to take charge of, like, your own change in your life. Like, yes, your parents are responsible for a certain extent, but, like, if you're 21, like, how are they responsible for that now? Like, you can go forward and change that. Yeah, but I have two things to that. Mm -hmm. One, how are they going to have the wherewithal to think about that? Because they've they've never been exposed to expanding their viewpoints in their minds. Mm -hmm. Like, like that would never click to them. Right, but that's not our responsibility to do. That's more, and this okay, and, 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 and this comes with the idea that um, that you that because at the end of the day you're not you're not you're choosing the college that you go to. Right? Mm-hmm. You're choosing the at some point it's like you're making those choices. Right. You can be as oblivious to the world as you want, but when you start finally interacting with those marginalized groups, then you should start considering that maybe you should start reading a little bit more, getting educated a little bit more. Right. But I think like a problem comes in where like we like people we like to absolve people mm-hmm. from their responsibility mm-hmm. of, of, of creating because it's like how oblivious can you be sure. when there are a multitude of issues, whether you talk about slavery, whether you talked about whatever, right? If you are selecting the history that you're learning, if you are selecting right. the yeah. things that you that you are taking in, that is by choice. <laughs> that is yeah. by choice. You feel me? Yeah. You cannot say, I, I'm going to only learn this specific history. I'm going to only learn these specific issues. And then, but these other ones, mm, they don't look that interesting. Yeah, you know. It's not fun sounding. It doesn't sound nice. I'm not going to learn it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so, you know, that's why dating, that's why here dating a barrier it becomes a little bit more complex right right because it's like to what point are you the educator in a relationship mm-hmm. going back to evan's point earlier where he was like i don't want to be the reason why you should you should be speaking up right yeah. because it's like what happens Ooh. if we don't work out or what happens you know you know if, if something happens right like uh, they still should be actively engaging and uh educating the community mm-hmm. around them about real issues yeah of course Definitely. and the problem is like it shouldn't be upon them either right like institutions have a responsibility yeah. around too right because mm-hmm. it's like you know you you need to expose individuals because the world is complex if you have an oversimplified vision of the world i'm sorry but it's like i cannot date you i cannot find right. mm-hmm. myself to be around a person like that just Me, mindset thing yeah you know yeah because it's it's like it's like then you become burdened with the brunt of those limitations that not only are socially put on you, but they're economically put on you. They are politically put on you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, we and get into a partner that doesn't understand that. It's just, <laughs> oh no! Or like who refuses to understand? That. Yeah, oh, yeah, refuses, yeah, yeah, to yeah, refuses to understand. That. Refuses absolutely, to refuse absolutely, for sure. And so, and so, then we we kind of get into this very um, dangerous environment for us, right? To where it's like. How much can we deal out of it, right? Because mm-hmm. people don't realize, be, you know, being in a relationship. I know, I know the media likes. Uh, when I say the media, I'm talking about like Hollywood and everybody. Mm-hmm. People like to portray relationships like they're the happiest thing on right. the planet, and it's to not. a certain extent, they are. They're good. They bring you um, a, a sensation of bliss, right? Yeah. But they are a lot of work. Oh, oh my gosh. They are a lot of work. What are you doing? <laughs> and and, and like, like break down each. Not like in a bad way, but you break down each other. Their insecurities, mm-hmm. their triggers, what's 
like their faults, like what's what's wrong with them, I guess you could say. Like you find that, like that's what you gotta fall in love with with close around it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like when you do that, that's a real relationship. Like that's not for pictures, that's right. not for Instagram like you see here at Barry. Absolutely, absolutely. And so there's so no, there's no uh ring by spring with all that. Right. Because <laughs> you wanna wait as long as you want to. You they want might be crazy. You, like I, I fundamentally can't get behind ring by spring because like, if I truly, truly care about a, a woman, yeah, I know that in three months I will not be in the position to give her what she every, deserves. Exactly. Well, yeah. Right. I'm broke so, right now. I can't yeah, give her nothing. No. No. I can't. Ooh. I can't. Now we're about to hit on really insensitive topic. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to like shit on their masculinity in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Any social roles. Any social roles. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because that same language, right? It's it's what drives us away from pursuing. I don't want to say strong woman because it's not like women that we pick are like weaker or mm-hmm. like oh, or partners that we pick are weaker or whatever. But um. I'm going to use the word independent, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of times, um, you know, when, you know, I, I did, were you able to hear the podcast? Uh, half of it. You haven't been able to say, okay. Well, yeah, part of the podcast sure. was, um, you know, it was three three black girls and one in, in, in Raquel, which is a, a Latina, and they were talking about how um, difficult it is for them to find attention here at Barry. And one thing that we talked about is, like, uh, most of us know at least one of them or whatever, and so... We talked about how, like, when you look at them, it's like they're a whole package. But it's like what's keeping them from feeling loved and feeling cared about and feeling, you know, um, getting the same attention that, you know, Mm -hmm. certain other girls get, right? And so they talked about a specific culture. And if you're not white, religious, there's a guideline Mm -hmm. that it makes it so much harder for them to, like, get that attention. Right. So I know that um, Thomas and Evan and I were talking about how we guys, we like to have it easy. Where it means like we, we a lot of times we don't like to put as much work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <I> agree. <laughs> and because a lot of times it's like going back to idea, like I cannot provide for you, which pro- uh, being, providing for somebody is very important in your relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you know, it's not only providing. Right. Because it's like, you know, when you talk to these girls, they're like, yeah, I want you to provide, but I, you know, I can take care of myself. Right. Yeah, right, right. It's like the whole heteronormative masculinity t- trope of, like, the male being the provider in relationship. Like, yes, you have to provide things, but what you provide is different for each relationship. Like, mm-hmm. monetary, provi- like, are you providing support, love? Like, what are you giving to make this relationship last? Definitely. Right. And so and so, I think, and that's what I mean, that was going to shit on your, you know, <laughs> and, you know heteronormative norms here. <laughs> But um, but yeah so um, so yeah so David um, quick question for you um, mm-hmm. so how do you think the media and in a sense like just Hollywood have created our perceptions of dating and our and how has it really um, impacted our preferences in a sense so for example you know colorism is something that's very you know entrenched in 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 our just our culture right mm-hmm. like there's a there's a perception that the lighter you are the wider you are, it's just more beauty, mm. right? It's more, mm. yeah, right? Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to um, talk about that, David? I mean, David. Um, like um, in Spanish, I'm sorry. 
I really used to struggle a lot more with colorism in high school than with uh, in college. Cause, um, but I just, I mean, with being extremely dark skinned as I am, like it's always been just a trope, and it definitely springs stems back from uh, early back in our history with slavery and all that because. You know, the lighter you were, the better you were treated as a minority. Mm -hmm. And so why why would we expect human nature to change when it's been so ingrained for so many hundred years? Once you break that cycle, like the, the, the psychology in the mind doesn't change overnight. It doesn't change in generations as we've seen it with uh, racism and slavery and discrimination. So, like, it's, it's kind of expected that we would see colors in, in our society. Um, I mean, in terms of the media and all that, like, I mean, you know, because we were talking with, um, in specific with Evan and, and, and Thomas about how it's very counterintuitive, how... N- Men specifically, um, hetero. I mean, we're gonna talk about hetero men here, um, but not even with the uh, with, with the gays. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I take that back. <laughs> yeah. With the gays, okay. So <laughs> with the gays, <laughs> <laughs> um, with the um, with hetero men, for example, we're gonna we're gonna break this into portrait mm-hmm. right? with the hetero men. They like the thin ways, big hips, mm-hmm. very traditional black woman characteristics, mm-hmm. and yet they're the ones who get left behind in the dating scene. Right. And, and do, do, you, do you see, you know, do you see where we're, we're kind of like, you know, yeah, kind of like yeah. I, I see what you mean. Uh, everybody, everybody wants the, the, the body and, and style of a black woman, but they want them to be white with blonde hair and blonde. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, I don't understand it either, but you know. And, and, even, and even the gay community, right, you know, White men do get way more attention than than VIPs get. Yeah, there and and that's why you know when we're talking about preferences, right? Like your preferences can be racist. <laughs> your yeah. preferences can be colorist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, acknowledging that is so essential, especially now, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's that's extremely, extremely, extremely important. Um, just because, you know. It, when it, hopefully you are able to listen to the podcast or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know we're talking about how disheartening it was to hear um, these amazing women just talk about this just callous environment that they had to go through, and it's like you know now dealing dealing here with us, it's like just listening to our conversation. It just kind of shows. It kind of just kind of really like exemplifies how there's certain things that they got to go through that we don't acknowledge mm-hmm. right right as, as as guys and so um yeah it's, it's extremely difficult so um david do you have any other questions or any comments that you want to leave behind before you know oh, no i just um i'm excited and uh grateful that you had me on here uh it was a really fun and uh really productive conversation and i'd love to be back uh, thank you so much david i appreciate it um thank you all three of you guys once again you guys have, are amazing thank you so much for being here um hopefully this a conversation sparks more thought um it does kind of burst people's bubbles on dating and it makes people really understand that 
um, BIPOC students go through an experience that people will not ever understand. Yeah. But just because you would never understand it, that does not mean that we shouldn't act on it. Mm-hmm. Right. That does not mean we should not provide support for it. Mm-hmm. And for our amazing BIPOC women and gays and you know just our community in general, just know that you are cared for and you're loved. Oh, yeah. You right. know, in, in, in a culture like Barry's or a PW institution where it's difficult to navigate love and it's difficult to navigate dating, it's not you. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not you. It's not you. So, once again, thank you guys so much. Um, I appreciate you guys, and this was Person in the Bubble. Thank you. Thank you.